Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Pleasure to be here today with Rabbi Mary Zamor, who is the executive director of the Women's Rabbinic Network and the author of the new book released in 2019 by CCR Press, The Sacred Exchange, Creating a Jewish Money Ethic. So let me ask you, uh, first of all, thank you for taking time to talk. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So I know there's many themes in this book, but um, what's one specific theme you like to talk about in particular? Well, right now, I am very much stuck on, in a good way, the exploration of coveting and contentment. Mm. Uh, for me, this, these two messages that we see throughout our Jewish tradition together make the Jewish giving mindset. Mm. Now, uh, the book has many, many themes in it, but when I look at the totality of all these chapters of this anthology, that's what I keep coming back to. Mm. Beautiful, yeah. So, like, so um, what is this Jewish giving mindset? Well, of course, uh, most people know that Jews give tzedakah, that we give financially. Yeah. They may translate that as charity yeah. um, which or philanthropy, yeah. but those are not what tzedakah is. Tzedakah, of course, as you know, is about justice mm -hmm. and about making mm -hmm. the world a just place, and it is commanded. Mm -hmm. And even those of us in the liberal world will, will keep uh, coming back to that idea of the commandedness of it. It's easy to focus on the warm fuzzy behind it because when you do justice, when you give money to others and make a change in the world, you do feel good. But that's not why we do it. Because some days you may do these things, you may not feel good. Yeah. You do it because you have to. Right. Wonderful. So, but what's the relationship between Sadaka and coveting and contentment? Mm -hmm. Right, that's where it gets interesting. Okay. So, uh, one of the Ten Commandments, do not covet, mm -hmm. the tenth, yes. in fact, and I feel it's the forgotten commandment. Yes, right. Who talks about it? Right. Nobody. Mm -hmm. And we should be talking about it because I think this is a great driver behind mm -hmm. the way we approach the world, mm -hmm. either positively or negatively. Mm -hmm. And in fact, within the rabbinic tradition, there are wonderful conversations about what exactly is coveting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very ambiguous. Is it the thought itself? Mm -hmm. Usually in Judaism, we talk about action, right. not thought. Right. Although, of course, the Ten Commandments have plenty of thought commandments in it. Yes. Starting in the right. beginning, God. Because it seems like a problem to legislate desire. Yes. Right. Right. In Judaism, we, we tend to think we're, we're not in that zone at mm -hmm. all. But coveting is interesting because it's not clear, is it the thought or is it when you start to do bad things to, to be the fulfillment of a thought? Mm -hmm. Right? And it's interesting because you're not exactly sure because there's a lot of desire that's mm -hmm. appropriate. Uh huh. Right. Right? It gets us out of desire, gets us out of bed every day. Yeah. So here's a good example of positive desire. Um, you look at someone and you say, I want to be like him or her. Mm -hmm. They're a role model. Right. But at what point does that become coveting? Right. 
right? right? Yeah. And so much of our society, I think, especially in America, yeah. is built on the foundation of desire mm -hmm. in, in bad ways. We want more. We want mm -hmm. to uh, put our image out on, on social media mm -hmm. and, and admire people or be admired. So the counterpoint to, to all of this is not coveting, is trying to figure out when that desire becomes something that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And especially in money and tzedakah, where, where this all comes together, is when you can be content with what you have, mm -hmm. which of course for each one of us is different. Yeah. And there are beautiful texts throughout our tradition that explore this. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pirkei Avod, Ezehu mm -hmm. Ashir, right? mm -hmm. who, who is who is rich. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Talmud also asked that same question in Moed Katan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are beautiful uh, explorations of what it means to be content with what we have. Mm -hmm. Now, contentment also is a can of worms. Yeah. Let's just think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, in Deuteronomy, we are rightfully warned that we shouldn't think that everything we have is made by our own hands, mm -hmm. that we have to remember God's role. Yeah. Now you can read this as a very theological statement, obviously, mm -hmm. but even if your personal theology isn't in that same place, I think there's great opportunity to learn yeah. from this text. Right. Because um, certainly none of us build yeah. anything right. by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are an intertwined system, mm -hmm. and for any of us to think that we are doing it on our own, it is so short-sighted. Mm -hmm. So uh, you should be content with what you have, yeah. but our we are also taught to have that gratitude to know that everybody us get there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, as as you know, in the Talmud it says, Kinat Sofrim Tarbim Chachma, that jealousy of sages increases wisdom. So there is, like, a, as you said, a positivity to the yes. desire that we want to channel towards good, and yet there's limitations also. And so, Ezehu uh, Ashir, um, who was rich, Asamech Bechelko, one content with what they have. And you've given one answer as to how we get there. One answer as to how we get contentment is the theology of interdependence that we realize that we are within a social fabric supporting each other. How else can we get there? If someone says, look, I just struggle. I see people more beautiful than me. I want to be like them. I see houses bigger than mine or cars faster. I just want that. I'm never content with what I have. Like, in addition to that theology of interdependence, how else might we theologically, psychologically get to a place of contentment? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think uh, one of the very simple teachings for our tradition are food blessings uh -huh, yes. and, 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 right. and all the brachot of experience, yeah. not just food, but all those yes. brachot. Right. And, you know, uh, we talk about gratitude in our greater culture, yeah. native to Judaism, right there. Yeah. What it means to acknowledge what is in front of us right. and not just be looking beyond to mm -hmm. somebody else's social media post mm -hmm. or our neighbor's house. Yes. And to remember, as Ecclesiastes, Kohela teaches us how mm -hmm. ephemeral, how short-lived all of that is. Right. Yeah, that's right? great. That's great. Yeah, actually, that's, that's really cool to think about death um, and that we carry none of this with us. And, and almost like, rather than just destroy from a Musar perspective or a Hasidut, just destroy the desire, if we focus more on what matters, yes. it can just weaken that, the force of that desire. You know? and, and Judaism doesn't deny us our desires. Right, right. We, we, we are not anti-materialism. Right. We are right. not anti-money. Uh, right. We don't see money as an evil. 
We see it as a neutral. Just like uh, the Ten Commandments of sex, right? That we yes. should, sexual outlets are healthy and normal, but adultery, there's, there's limits. There yeah. are limits. Right. Um, and, and here with coveting, they're, they're just with anything else, whether it's sex or anything else, they're, they're how much of our mind energy mm-hmm. we put into this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by the giving yeah. mindset. Right. Because it doesn't matter if you are a person of small means right. or great means, mm-hmm. that if you are constantly wanting more mm-hmm. in that pursuit of more, again, Kohala beautifully teaches about this, what it means to be just fulfilled with, with wanting to collect and acquire more, mm-hmm. then then you can't be a giving person. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's no way possible yeah. whether you have millions of dollars yeah. or almost nothing. Right. You, you cannot be a giving person if yeah. all you worry about is keeping all the marbles to yourself. Right, right, beautiful. You know, in the political discourse today, we're talking about a lot, a lot about economic justice and um, realizing how influential money is in our lives. And so, too, that, as you said, the Tenth Commandment can often be dismissed, lo tachmod, but actually, it's just like, oh, a desire, you're a Puritan if you care about these desires. But actually, as yeah. has been suggested, all of the other isurim, the prohibitions of the Torah, can come out of of that. I think it's actually... I want someone funny. else's spouse. I want someone else's... Um, God, mm-hmm. right? I want someone else's uh, stuff. I steal, mm-hmm. right? It actually can be f- um, foundational to it all. I think it is foundational. I, I don't think we explore this enough and, and allow people to really um, to get in touch with what, yes. what maybe what, right. what maybe you are coveting. Yes, right. we, and the reality is, we all are. Yes, we right. all are at some moment, yeah. and that's the moment of discontentment, mm-hmm. and that's the moment in which you feel that either you want something or that yes. someone's trying to right. take it from right. you. Right, right. You know, there's also something really rich here, um, and then I want to hear any more if there's any other piece of Torah that animates this thought for you. Um, around sufficiency and insufficiency. Mm-hmm. Like on the one hand, brachot, blessings, and our spiritual work to feel um, gratitude, mm-hmm. to feel sufficient, I have enough. On the other hand, we wanna embrace our brokenness, our insufficiency. Like I feel insufficiency because of my own lackings, my own imperfections, and that's okay too. So there's almost this paradox of like embracing the gratitude of sufficiency and embracing kind of the spirituality of insufficiency, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. We're supposed to strive for more. We're supposed to strive to bring out the best mm-hmm. in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it's only when that becomes our, our consuming thought that, mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. so restless that there's no happiness in what we have yeah. uh, because you cannot be a giving person. Yeah. And you, you can't fight for the rights of other human yeah. beings if yeah. you feel like you deserve more all the time. Yeah, yeah. Love it. So just before we conclude, is there any um, other a piece of Torah that kind of animates this thinking for you? Yes, and this is a funny one to, uh, to bring. Yeah. Um, and I, in fact, I think I misnamed the Talmud before because I was thinking of this oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's that, this, this is the one from Moed yeah. Katan. That this, uh, uh. The, Rabban Gamliel mm. and the funerals, mm-hmm. right? The, 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 and this is, to me, one of the ultimate, uh, next to the golden calf, one mm. of the other ultimate narratives of coveting that the Jews, influenced by the Romans, take on their burial practices Mm. and have these ornate funerals, Mm. and the Jews cannot live up to the expense of these ornate funerals. So some of them end up leaving, now it might be hyperbole, or maybe the truth, their their dead relatives in the street, Mm. 
because they cannot live up to the expectation of how you're supposed to bury someone. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a great text because, first of all, it points to the Jewish community ourselves to be aware of the financial barriers we may be inadvertently creating for Jews to be involved with their Judaism. Mm -hmm. But it also is a story of coveting because uh, the, the need and want, you don't think of funerals as right. need and want. Right. You think of it all as, yeah. as need. But there is need and want, even with funerals. With right. all things in life, there there's what you actually need to get the job mm -hmm. done, and then there's the extra. Yeah. And and here's a leader who has the foresight to to say, no, when I'm buried, I want plain and simple. I want a linen shroud. Yeah, I want yeah. the claimed coffin. He, this is the moment when he sets the pace for the rest of mm -hmm. us. And he, you know, they, they talk about it in the, the Aramaic as being frivolous, right? And it's it's not frivolous. It, it is, but it means he's being frivolous with his reputation. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying, even though I'm a great rabbi, I deserve a huge funeral. Yeah. No, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And that's on the rest of us, those who have, yeah. to be take care mm -hmm. with the expectations we set for yeah. our neighbors. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And beyond funerals, just to smachot in general, to celebrations, Anything. the culture of bar bat mitzvahs and weddings and brises. Um, in the ultra-Orthodox world, they have these takanot, these takanas, where mm -hmm. they say, you can only have three band members, you can only serve fish and not meat, you can only have this many guests to try to limit the expense, because it keeps rising and people can't compete. Um, and I, I wish we could I mean, have the power and influence to do that with our communities as well, you know? But, it, it, but it's mm -hmm. not just our happy occasions yes. and sad occasions. Right. It's also the images we put on yes. Facebook yes. or on Instagram right. Of, right. of our vacation. Yes. And, right. and our house. Right. And, you know, what I've learned over yes. the many years of being a, a rabbi yeah. is, uh, you know, I had neighbors in, in 2008 and 2009, members of my own community, who, you know, they, they, they went on the vacations, they had the cars, they had the house, and the next day they had nothing. It was a mirage. Mm -hmm. they, it was all built on debt. Mm -hmm. and, and the reality is that they were, they were putting all their energy into creating a facade mm -hmm. that wasn't the reality of their finances. Yes, exactly. Yes, right. And, it, and, and it's very sad because yes. they ended up with nothing. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, what we do for one another, yeah. again, if, if to, to feel content with what we have, also allows us to share in that yeah. giving mindset and orient ourselves towards what really counts. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much. Um, yes, thank you. So, uh, Rabbi Mary Zaymore, check out her uh, her exciting new book, The Sacred Exchange, Creating a Jewish Money Ethic, um, where you can explore more of these ideas and be sure to invite Rabbi Zaymore to your community. Thanks so much. Thank you.